You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. everyone. Welcome to Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. If this is your first time listening to Locked On Boston College, welcome. This is a Boston College podcast that is hosted daily by me that goes over everything Boston College Eagles. If that is something that interests you, What you could do is just go to your local podcast directory, hit that subscribe button, and every day there will be a new Boston College podcast that will get you all the news and information and opinions that you want. On today's show, we're going to go over this weekend. There was games for basketball and hockey. There was women's basketball news that we need to talk talk about and all sorts of other various news items that we're going to dive into and do as we always do on the show. So let's kick it off with the news. Now, I have to admit, I am recording this at halftime at the Super Bowl. Now, as I'm recording, Tom Brady has lit up Kansas City 21-6 at halftime. My goal for myself was, can I record this entire podcast during halftime? I was busy this morning. I really don't want to stay up after the Super Bowl. See if I can do it. But for news, let's look at what happened with Boston College this weekend. So recruiting news. Now, if you had checked out BC Bulletin on Sunday, you would have seen that Boston College made the top five for Akim Sledge, a defensive backslash athlete from Virginia. He goes to Life Christian Academy. BC made the top five along with Stanford, Maryland, West Virginia, and Pittsburgh. I've talked to Kim Sledge. I think he's very high on Boston College. Now, the big question will be, Boston College has offered quite a few uh, athletes and defensive backs. Where does he fall in their rankings? You know what I mean? Like, he may offer them, and he might be high on BC, but is BC high on him? That's a question we can't answer yet. So that was a, a bit of recruiting news as we've moved on to the class of 2022. Later on today, you'll see Al Washington former Boston College defensive tackle slash defensive line, uh, special teams coach, and you know he's been a coach at Ohio State for a while now, is the favorite, according to footballscoop.com, to become the next defensive coordinator at Tennessee. Now, when Jeff Halfley took the job at Boston College, Washington's name not only was named as a possibility as his defensive coordinator. And he was someone a lot of BC fans really wanted. You know, he's a great recruiter. He's a very popular guy. Uh, But I saw his name pop up as a possibility as head coach. Now, I had always said Washington's a few more years away. If he becomes the defensive coordinator at Tennessee, it gives him the possibility of taking that next step because right now he's a defensive line coach he needs to take that next jump uh before he becomes a head coach now tennessee i i'm very very wary about that program right now and i hope honestly i at this point i hope al washington doesn't take it because you want to get yourself in position to succeed and i just see tennessee falling apart they're a program maybe they will hit it but they're in a t- you know they're an SEC program they haven't been relevant in years 
And they're going to need to rebuild because this program is in a tough shape right now. I don't know if Josh Huipel, I don't even know how to say his name, Josh Huipel is the right guy at Tennessee. I thought it was a kind of a haphazard pick for Tennessee. I mean, he's a, he's had some success at UCF, but I don't know. And I don't know if Al Washington wants to hitch his wagon there. I have to imagine if Washington has more success at Ohio State, he's going to be able to get a next step type of job quicker because he's going to be at a school that's established, that's playing well. He can write his own destination. So instead of taking a risk with a school like Tennessee, you know, maybe another school will have a, a possible option. You know, a school maybe like Auburn or. You know, I don't even want to guess on what school. Maybe what uh, Michigan next year, if they fire Jim Harbaugh, will have a spot there. Or maybe he could even jump from being the linebackers coach to like a G five head coach. You know, he could go to a school in one of the the G five um, conferences and become, you know, a head coach right away. That's another way he could have got he could go. But Tennessee's an option too, so we'll have to see. Uh, football scoop's usually pretty right, so it sounds like he's a finalist and, and in good shape to get that, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Now, another piece of news from this weekend, and I know a lot of you don't care, but honestly, it's my show, and sometimes I, I talk to you guys sometimes, and I know there's people out there that do care. Um, I, a little bit about myself. I'm AJ Black. If I didn't, I don't know if I introduced myself at the beginning, but I did. Uh, if I didn't, I, I like wrestling. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. I loved it when I was in high school. I don't really get into it as much now. I watch shows here and there. But I'll watch. I watch the Royal Rumble. I'll watch WrestleMania, things like that. Now, there's this thing called the 24-7 title. And it's this kind of joke title that they have. They use it to put it on celebrities a lot. But there's this guy, R-Truth. Um, if you followed in the 90s, his name was K-Quick. Uh, but he is like this like joke character. And he has it. And he has to defend it all the time. Because he could get pinned anywhere. Like on a golf course, at a restaurant, you know, in the back, a back parking lot of wherever they're wrestling. Well, he was at the uh, Super Bowl Celebrity Flag Football Tournament. And he was, our truth was teammates with Doug Flutie, Boston College quarterback. Obviously, we all know who he is. And after they had won the game or the game was finished, uh, Flutie rolled up or, you know, pinned our truth to win the title. So he's the latest um, celebrity to win it. Now, Rob Gronkowski had it uh, during that time where it looked like Gronk was going to become a, a WWE superstar. He had it. Peter Rosenberg and uh, another media guy had it. Kyle Bush. Lots of guys have had it. So Doug Flutie has it. Check out Raw on Monday, WWE Raw. I bet you Flutie will be on it. You can check out to see how he... He's going to lose it probably right back to Kate, uh, to R-Truth. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I know some of you don't care, and that's okay. You know, I'm not here to talk to everyone on every topic. So that was just a little piece of information. Uh, I thought that was kind of fun. Now, women's basketball, they received even more bad news. Now, they played this week, and they lost to Louisville. They didn't do all that great in a game where they lost by 20 points to the number one team in the country. They're going back on pause again for two more weeks because there was another positive case on the team. So best wishes to that program. I know it's tough. This, I mean, they just were just on it for another two weeks. So they're, they're going to be playing like a game in t 
one game in an entire month. So uh, thoughts to Joanna McNamee and her program. Now, in a moment, we are going to talk to you about the basketball game and my thoughts about what, you know, the whole game itself and why I don't blame Jim Christian for what happened on that court. But before we do, I want to talk to you about betonline.ag. Now, there is so much going on that you can wager. You can bet on reality shows, politics, anything that you can think of. Betonline.ag has it all. There's one place that has you covered and one place you t- we trust, and that is betonline.ag. Now, funny story. I have a little extra money in there. I, I like to play around on betonline.ag every once in a while. And I bet on the Puppy Bowl. I, I was having fun. I had a little, you know, free money to play with. And so I bet on the Puppy Bowl and actually won on a last second play by one of the puppies. You can bet on that. Um, and so you can get that same kind of fun at betonline.ag where you can win some money. All you have to do is sign up for a free account. And use the promo code Locked On for a free 50% welcome bonus. Now, all you have to do is head on over to betonline.ag and sign up, and they'll take care of the rest. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Are you looking for a podcast that gets into all the things going on in sports? Now, let me tell you about Locked On Today. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski holds hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College. I am AJ Black. I am editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. You can find all of my work at bcbulletin.com. Now, I want to talk about Saturday's game between Boston College and NC State in basketball. Now, this was a game, you know, Boston College had not played in three weeks because of COVID issues on the team and COVID issues on Florida State. Now, the Florida State game was technically going to happen until Florida State got a case and that game was postponed. And Boston College was going to play that game with four players, four scholarship players, and the rest were going to be walk-ons. It's almost fortunate that that game was canceled. I obviously don't want anyone to get COVID. It's just BC was going to be put in a really tough situation to have to play that game. Now, heading into Saturday's game, you know, you had Boston College against NC State. This was a game before where BC lost in the last seconds against an NC State team that didn't look all that great. You know, they were seven and they're now seven and seven, but we didn't know going into this game what Boston College would have to put on the court. And shortly before tip-off, we learned that Boston College would have six scholarship players. Now, they had C.J. Felder, Kamari Williams, Jay Heath, Stefan Mitchell, Luka Kraljevic, and to play for that game. So six players, you're like, okay. But looking deeper, like, that's six players, okay? Look at the rotation Boston College has played with all year. First of all, Luka Kraljevic hasn't played in about two months because he had a knee injury and we hadn't seen him. And secondly, with Luka, he's one of the last guys off of the bench. The last guy probably would be Kamari Williams. Justin Vanderbond would be probably the last. But those two guys are two of the three uh, last players 
off the bench. Boston College entered the game against NC State without DeMar Langford, Makai Ashton Langford, Winston Tabbs, Justin Vanderbon, um, Fred Scott. Oh, I apologize. Rich Kelly was the other guy that was available. So you're missing five of your big marquee players. You're going in and you ha- you're starting Kamari Williams. No offense to that kid, but you know that just kind of tells you where the program is at when you have a guy that's usually at the end of your bench starting. Now, Boston College goes out there and they get wiped. I mean, they did not look good at all. Uh, at one point, you know, NC State went on a humongous run. BC started the game off with a 5-0 lead. They looked pretty good. But then everything falls off. You know, the, the wheels come off. BC can't shoot. They can't play defense. I mean, their interior defense was pathetic. Um, and they're just struggling all over the court. And so, you know, they end up, they're down by 20 at halftime. They lose by 18, I think, or 16, whatever it was. They lost by double digits, and the game was never close. You know, near the end, they started hitting some shots, kind of turned away the lead a little bit. But it wasn't a good game. They didn't look good at all. Now, you go on social media, you see how people react. And let me preface this, first of all. I want to make this very clear before I get into this diatribe, that you know... I'm not the biggest Jim Christian fan. I don't think he's the answer to this program. He's had so many bad seasons. It's hard to watch, and I get it. I get it. You guys don't want to watch him. He's not. His program has put this team in really tough shape. But given what he had, this was not his fault. This is the one game I am not going to blame Jim Christian for losing. And based off of some of the comments he made, he's right. You know, he was basically thrown to the wolves by BC's administration to have to play that game against Florida State. BC should have never been put in that position to play against Florida State. Jim Christian was right. Jim Christian said in his press conference uh, with the ACC that this week that if it was up to him, they wouldn't have played. But And, you know, the administration knows how he feels, but he has to do what he has to do. That's a nice way of saying... They put me in a tough spot, and I didn't want to do this, but I have to do what I have to do. Now, the, I, I, I don't. I Patrick Kraft and whoever else made those decisions had their reasons, and I don't agree with them. But this loss, it wasn't because Jim Christian didn't have the right strategy or Jim Christian didn't do the right things. That's. This is basketball. This isn't football where you can do some gimmicky things and all of a sudden click, everything's going to work, or whoa, you're going to catch them off guard. That's not how basketball works. You have a team that hasn't played in three weeks. You're playing with Kamari Williams as a starter. You have no bench. They had zero bench points until the end of the game. That, I don't care what you do. You can press, you can do whatever you want on defense. I don't know. I I think it's a lot of armchair quarterbacking to say like, oh, he didn't have them prepared. What was he supposed to do? What was Jim Christian supposed to do to fix this game? To like make it anywhere competitive? You, You have no live practice. You're playing with guys that don't normally play. And you saw what happened. Now, there's some things that you can critique. Absolutely. The interior defense. You had TJ Felder and Stefan Mitchell out there. 
there's no excuse to have two of your, you know, your four and your five out there and still getting smoked in the paint every every down, every ass, you know, trip down the, the court. However, in the end, it does it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Because this team was not it was not ready. It didn't have the players it needed. There's I mean, they're not a team that can do a lot when it's missing that many players. You don't have guys out there. Like if you look at that team right now, you have Jay Heath and J- and um, Rich Kelly as your scorers. Rich Kelly is nice, but he's a Mac level player that is playing starter minutes. And then you have Stefan Mitchell, who's a defender, and CJ Felder, who's still learning how to play the game. I mean, still learning how to become that guy. I mean, the the spread for this game was four and a half, and I looked at that and said, "What?" I mean, Vegas usually knows what's going on. I can't believe they missed on this. So, listen, you know, in the last section, I'm going to talk a little bit about hockey, but I'm also going to talk about Jim Christian's future with the program because it seemed to me that his comments showed some writing on the wall, too. So this, this section was not to defend Jim Christian. I'm just saying this is you can find games to rip on him. And believe me. As someone said on Twitter, you know, there's plenty of 20-point losses you can find and point fingers at him. I'm just saying this game was not the one to choose. Like, find another game to, to rip on him. This was just a weird game. In Boston College, you know, they lost, and you just have to move on from it. He said after the game he was proud of his team. I agree with him. They fought. Like, the talent's not there. They played as, I mean, Stefan Mitchell, you saw it right at the beginning was playing his butt off out there to try to keep the team in there. They just couldn't do it. So, you know, I'll get, I'll go, believe me, when, if BC goes out and gets smoked by Wake with a full team on Wednesday, I'll be the first person ripping on Jim Christian. But to, to, to appease you, I'll talk about what, what's going to be next for Boston College basketball, because I think his comments kind of clued in where, where the school's heading. We'll talk about that after the break. Now, let me tell you about Bill Barr. Built Bar is a nutritious chocolate-covered fl- bar, protein bar that is absolutely amazing. I, I can't even tell you how good these bars are. There's 18 flavors, and you got to try them all. They're, they've got new ones coming out. They're, they're always reinventing the wheel. But the ones that they have right now are delicious. I tried Cherry Barcia. I loved it. Uh, some of the other ones I really liked. Coconut Almond, amazing. Salted Caramel. I'm not even a really big caramel person, but something about it just... You know, you're eating something good and it hit the spot. They're great for the health conscious guy or gal. You're going to lose or maintain while indulging in a delicious treat. And the bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. It's great for the keto diet. Now, we have a special promotion with Built Bar. All you need to do is use promo code LOCKED ON and you'll get 20% off your next order. So head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED ON to get 20% off at BuiltBar.com. So we were talking about Jim Christian, and I said, you know, I don't blame him for this loss. I know some people do, but that's not where I'm at with this. However, let's talk about what his comments kind of meant to me. It seemed to me what he said in his comments before the Florida State game, and I kind of wanted to hold off on it, but I want to talk about it. You know, he said, you know, the thing about the administration and whatever, 
it sounded to me like the administration has kind of already made their decision. Just my perspective. I have no insider information on this. I'm just kind of telling you my perspective. That it feels like to me that they've already decided they're moving on after the season. And I mean, based off the record, they're three and eleven. You see no end in sight for them to have anything positive come out of this year. It looks to me that BC's already decided to move on. There, you know, if this was a team that had any pulse right now. Would Patrick Kraft throw out a game, like make his team play with four scholarship players? I find that really hard to believe. I mean, like if this was Florida State or Clemson or a team, Virginia Tech, a team that, you know, is still battling to possibly make the tournament, would they play with four players? Would their AD make them or the administration make them? The answer is obviously no. So why is Boston College forcing Jim Christian to play with such a shorthand? Now maybe his hand, maybe the athletic department's hands are tied. I I don't think so. I mean, gosh, you know they can make it so simple to just get these games off the books and just take that you know get themselves back up to where they need to be. But it seems like they're just more like what well, doesn't matter. Let's just play them. Let's get the kids out there. Get them the, the reps that they that, you know that some of these other kids can get and Jim's gone anyway. So well, let's just keep moving. That's what it kind of seems like to me. And so that's where we're at with basketball. I think everyone wa- listening and watching at home, if you're still into this team at all, basically you're just watching going, Oh, how are the kids doing? How do they look? And when are we getting to the end of the season? So we can move on to coaching search. I mean, I have to say as a, a host, that's kind of where my brain is at. I've kind of, I see, I mean, gosh, I look at the statistics when I write up or talk about BC basketball. No one cares. And I don't, I don't blame you guys. So I'm kind of waiting too. like, who are going to be some of the names to look at? And I'm going to, I'll, I'll, if you've listened already this far, I'm going to tell you my number one guy right now is Howard Isley. So if Boston College moves on from Jim Christian, that's who I want at BC. Howard Isley, a alumni who has good experience at a school that's playing really well at Michigan. He's the, you know, he's the guy I, I, I'm going to talk about other candidates as we get closer to when decisions are going to start to be made. But Howard right now, that's who I'm at Howard Isley. And I just want to let you know, if Boston college does decide to move on to, from Jim Christian, stick to stay tuned to, Locked on Boston College. Stay tuned to BC Bolton. We're going to break down every candidate that comes up, every name that could possibly be linked to Boston College, and I'm going to give you all the inside information that you need. So that's going to kind of wrap up basketball for now. They play Wake Forest again on uh, for the first time on Wednesday, a team that, unlike Boston College, made a move last year when they fired Danny Manning and got Steve Forbes. And it's a move, I think, that has the Demon Deacons heading in the right direction. So we're going to see what they're going to be able to do against Boston College. Now, hockey played this weekend in the Battle of Com Ave with Boston College facing off against BU. It was a, everything you expected from a Boston College BU series. You know, it was 236 games into the series. And on Friday, Boston College faced off. Um, they played at Conti Forum at Kelly Rink. And the Eagles took it to overtime. And you have to check out this play. Now, in overtime, you know, the game's tied. There's very little time left. Drew Hellison 
takes the puck from one end of the rink to the other and drains the shot with 0.1 seconds remaining on the clock. Incredible win for Boston College to, to, to escape and win that game and not have to go and give a point to, uh, to BU. Now, Saturday was a little different. B, BU brought it to BC on Saturday. They played better defense. You know, BU had their goalie, uh, their backup playing their first game of their career against BC, and he looked great. BC ends up losing 3-1. Their winning streak is snapped. Um, Spencer Knight's winning streak is snapped. I think that went back to last year. I think he had a nine-game winning streak. So it was a tough it was a tough loss for Boston College, and we'll have to wait to see today to see if BC gets the still the number one spot in college hockey. On top of all of that, we will have to wait to see who Boston College plays next weekend. As you know, the Hockey East is changing up their schedule every week to try to get games in, and they have not announced who the teams are going to be. So it obviously probably will not be BU. Um, you could probably guess that maybe some teams that BC hasn't played, maybe a Lowell or Maine, maybe. We'll have to see who BC plays. Uh, so check that out. We'll have that all covered on BC Bulletin. Now, the halftime show is over. I totally missed all of the weekend. And I'm going to head back and watch the end of the Super Bowl, see if Tom Brady can finish this off. Um, it kind of stinks that this is one, another year without a BC player in the Super Bowl. But hopefully next year we'll have Isaiah McDuffie, Max Richardson, Max Roberts, and Hunter Long spread out amongst, amongst some teams. So the odds will be better next year that a Boston College football player uh, will be on one of those teams. Now, if you have not checked out our past shows, please check them out. No, you know, with not a, a lot of games going on, there's a ton of shows that you can check out and get information that's still relevant now. And so go back to, you know, after the show is over, go back and listen to a couple old ones. Um, and, and see what you think. Uh, this So we will be back again tomorrow. We'll talk more about uh, any BC news that's coming up. Hopefully we'll get some hockey news that's coming up. Maybe look a little bit more about baseball. we got everything covered, so check us out. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at LockedOnBC. Again, this is AJ Black. We will see you all again tomorrow for another episode. Take care, everyone. Bye.